0: Welcome
1: to Kaidan Japanese Scary Stories. This is Ryoko.
0: And this is Kat.
1: So this week we have... It's one story we're covering, but it's Mm a really long one because there's so many layers to it. It's Mm -hmm. supernatural, but that's not what's scary. It's true crime supernatural.
0: It's supernatural, but really the supernatural has nothing (laughs) to do with it.
1: (laughs) And like, yeah, it just makes you think that like just... In the end, humans are the scariest.
0: Yeah, ghosts are nothing (laughs) compared to real, live human threats.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so we hope you find this story interesting. Here's the story. (laughs) So this next story is from scary storyteller and occult collector Tanaka Toshiyuki. Um, We've covered many, (laughs) many... (laughs) So many of his stories, but this is definitely one of my favorites. I mean, they're all good, but this is one of my favorites because it has so many (laughs) layers to it. Yeah. So he's mentioned this in some of his other stories, too. But he was born and raised in Kobe. And there, when he was growing up and like living in Kobe, he had this older friend like who was about 10 years older than him named Hamada-san and he's known him for a long time and the first time he met him was when he was still in high school and even when he first met Hamada-san he was Hamada-san was already married and him and his wife ran a super stylish cafe in the shopping district in Kobe and later on they opened a restaurant that was kind of like an Italian restaurant during the weekday and like a live music venue during the weekend mm-hmm. And they also opened a motorcycle shop and a crepe shop. And so they like <laughs> sh- opened, they were known around town as kind of like the fancy, like stylish couple that opened yeah. all these like cute businesses all over Kobe. And also, I mean, this <laughs> kind of has something to do with the story, kind of not, but he said they were really, really good looking. <laughs> <laughs> so they were just these like cool, like <laughs> young couple that did all these like cute little businesses in Kobe. And he was very, like, Hamada-san was, he spoke in a Kansai dialect, and he was very personable. Like, super easygoing, chill, like, fun to talk to. And so even though, like, he was much younger than him, they were pretty close and, like, hang out, Mm -hmm. like, hung out a lot. So then one day, Hamada-san and his wife both took him out for dinner. And they he was sitting across from them at the restaurant, like, in eating and stuff. And then suddenly he was like, oh, like, I've... Realized, like, he realized that he had never asked Hamada-san if he has any scary stories or, like, odd supernatural experiences Mm -hmm. and stuff. So then he asks him, like, hey, Hamada-san, like, do you have any scary stories or, like, odd experiences or something? And then Hamada-san immediately replies, like, I have a ton. (laughs) (laughs) I have super strong supernatural powers. So, like, I have so many stories. (laughs) And he's like, oh, really? Like, so then he's like, yeah, like, I constantly have, like, sleep paralysis. And it's like, oh, did you know there are, like, two kinds of sleep paralysis? Like, one that you experience when your body is tired and one when, like, a ghost takes over your body. (laughs) and they're like completely different and stuff like that and he was just like my f-. has a lot of
0: ghosts hanging <laughs> over his body
1: <laughs> enough so that he knows the difference between the two <laughs> so then he was saying like uh sans father was a shinto priest and he grew up in a temple so he's not sure if that had something to do with it but pretty much everyone in his family has supernatural powers or mm-hmm. had experiences so then tanaka toshiyuki like he's just asking him like oh do you still like experience sleep paralysis now and hamada replies, like, oh, like, now that I have kids, it seemed to have lessened mm-hmm. with, like, me starting a family. I don't know why that would... I
0: don't want to possess a father.
1: <laughs> but it still happened, like, deep into his adulthood. And then he was like, oh, like, did I ever tell you, like, I used to work as a mechanic. And it's like, oh, I used to be a mechanic for professional, like, motorcycle races. Hmm. And when... He he was saying when I used to do it, it was so popular that there would be like thousands of people who would come out to see these races. Mm. And they have multiple races every year. So him and his team that he was on would tour all over Japan for each race mm. to like follow the racers. And during their tour, they stayed at like a bunch of hotels. And then he was talking about how there was a specific, very like weird feeling hotel in Ibaraki, where he went in and immediately knew something was going to happen that night. Like, something Mm -hmm. supernatural was going to happen that night. Like, he could just sense it from the room. (laughs) That's how, like, like obvious it was for him. And he wanted to leave, but he was there for work, so he decided to just quickly go to bed and, like, tough it out. But a few hours later, he experienced sleep paralysis, (laughs) like, as he predicted. And oddly, when stuff like that happens like sleep paralysis happens you can still open your eyes or like move your eyes around like the rest of your body is like you can't move it but your eyes can move around and even though he doesn't want to look his eyes see something to his side and it automatically like his eyes just automatically goes to whatever it is that he sees like moving next to him and there he sees the top half of like a japanese soldier like in like an old uniform Mm. And as soon as he locks eyes with the soldier, the soldier starts to move closer to him. And that's when he passed out. And then when he woke up, it was the next morning. Mm -hmm. And then he woke up and he just felt like terrible. (laughs) And he was late to work. (laughs) So he like ran all the way to like the race venue. And he like told his team what had happened. And like he had seen a ghost at the hotel they were staying at. And as he's telling this to his team, there are like other mechanics, like mechanic teams for the other racers Mm -hmm. all around them. And suddenly, like, this guy from another team, like, he's seen him around and they might have said, like, hello or something. Like, he kind of, like, pops into the conversation (laughs) and is like, hey, like, which hotel are you talking about? So then he replies, like, oh, it was, like, you know, blank, blank hotel. Hmm. And he's like, oh, was this on the second floor? And he says, yeah, it was the second floor. And then the guy's just like, oh, was it a corner room? And he's like, yes. And he's like, was the ghost, like, a Japanese soldier? And he's like, wait, how do you know all this? (laughs) So then this guy, uh, he says for this story, he's like, let's call him Mm -hmm. T-san. T-san says like, oh, I've stayed at this hotel and I experienced the same thing, like Mm -hmm. exactly same thing as you. And as Hamada-san is uh, telling this story to him, Hamadasan's wife who was sitting next to him is starting to get like really really angry like her expression is just like so angry. She's just glaring at her husband this whole time. And then he was kind of confused on that and like Hamadasan at first doesn't notice but when he notices his wife glaring he's like, "Oh, like oh, sorry. Like I shouldn't like talk about this." And he, like stops talking and the air gets really tense in the restaurant. <laughs> And then he just, like, asks, like, Tanaka Toshiyuki instead, like, if he has any new stories or something, so he can, like, tell some of his. Mm. And the thing with the restaurant they were eating at is it was a basement restaurant, so the signal was really bad down there. And his wife needed to go make, like, a work phone call, so she leaves the restaurant to go up to the street to make the phone call. And as soon as they see her leave the restaurant and go up, Hamada-san immediately starts talking about T-san again, this guy that he... <laughs> was talking to about like the haunted hotel so then he continues and says like you know t like <laughs> after the haunted hotel incident i started talking to him more and we got really close so close that if we were working at the same races we would hang out and stuff during our free time hmm. and one day t asked me if i wanted to go fishing with him so i said like sure like it's like during the daytime like they had a little bit of time between the races so they go out to a small local lake to go fishing, and they got a small boat, and Tsan rowed them out towards the middle of the lake. And as they're rowing towards the middle of the lake, he sees a black plastic bag floating on top of the water. And that's when Tsan whispers, like, Dang, I guess it floated up. So then he asks Tsan, like, hey, what is that? <laughs> and Tsan replies, like, actually last night I accidentally hit hit and killed a dog. So I put it in a plastic bag with some rocks and tossed it in the lake. Mm. But it seems like it still floated up. Like, sorry, but do you mind helping me sink this again? Mm. And when he hears this, he immediately thought to himself, like, why didn't he bury it? Like, why (laughs) did you try to sink it in the lake? And he's just thinking this in his head. But then he's like, oh, like out loud. He also was like, uh, no, like, I don't really want to. (laughs) And but then t is like, please, like, come on, like, we're already here. So then he's pressured by t into helping him. And they're using their fishing rods to try to, like, push the bag down. But he's not sure if the bag is filled with gas or air or something, but it's, like, floating. It won't go mm-hmm. down. So then the bag is just keeps spinning around on top of the water as they're, like, poking it with their fishing rod. And t is getting more and more agitated and kind of yelling at him now. Like, come on, like, stop playing around. Like, put your hip into it like (laughs) help me so then he tries even harder and he's like like just hitting it to try to push it down and finally they manage to puncture a hole in the bag a little and some water gets in and the bag starts to sink into the water and he's thinking like now like wow that was so terrible like i feel Mm -hmm. so terrible for what i just did right now and then like so horrible But yeah, T says, like, okay, well, you know, let's just like forget about this and let's fish now. I don't wanna fish <laughs>
0: some dead dogs.
1: <laughs> literally on lake water? Literally he says he's like, no way. Like I am not gonna fish in the same area we just sunk a dog. <laughs> and he's like, take me back to the shore. But then T like insists on fishing. So like, he just starts fishing there. He's just kinda like waiting mm-hmm. to go back. And fishing he said it
0: takes a while. <laughs> like it's not like, oh, we fished for ten minutes, now we're good. Like <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would not want to be there. <laughs> but he said after this incident, he kind of just had like a bad feeling
2: mm-hmm.
1: like towards Teson. So then they stopped kind of talking and then he stopped, they stopped hanging out completely. Mm. And then eventually he heard like from someone that like he had like moved away. Mm. Like he was like married with kids and stuff and he like moved his family somewhere. Like Niigata or something like that. Mm-hmm. But at that point, like, it, he had not been talking to him anymore. So then about a year later, when he went into work, all of his team members and all of the mechanics there were just, like, all, like, whispering. Like, some, they were all, like, unsettled, like, whispering really seriously. And especially the team that t was formerly on seemed super troubled by something. Yeah. And they're saying stuff, like, he can hear, like, them talking, like, oh, like, the police are coming over now to ask some questions. So then he just, like, decided to go up to that team and ask them, like, like hey, what's going on?
2: Mm.
1: And the team member says, like, oh, hey, do you remember, like, about a year ago, there was that middle school girl who went missing around here? Mm. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And the team member says, like, oh, you know how it was really hot that other day, like, in August? Like, it was, like, record-breaking heat. And it kind of dried up the lake a little bit. And to the point where apparently they found two plastic bags at the lake, like bottom of the lake, with a body with the limbs cut off. And it's apparently the girl that went missing. Oh no. And this is just a rumor. People are saying that maybe t has something to do with it. Because around that time, like one of the other guys on our team was asked to help sink a bag with a dog that t said he hit um so after he
0: heard how many people helped t-sun sink a bag so
1: too many after he heard that he said he just froze like his mind was just going everywhere like oh my god like a year ago i definitely helped him sink a bag in a lake and just like so many things raced through his mind and they said eventually like they got they found all the evidence that linked him to this murder and they arrested T-san and he Mm -hmm. got sentenced to life in prison. Mm -hmm. So then Hamada-san who's telling this story just continues and says like after I saw how everything unfolded I like did so much research like I read up everything like everything on this case I read up on it because I definitely remember helping him (laughs) sink a bag and he said it was a dog that he hid. But no matter how much he read on it, the lake he went to sink that bag, like nothing about the lake or the bag is written about in anywhere in the articles. Mm. And like there's no way to confirm it. Like, was it really just a dog in that bag?
0: It's not a dog.
1: Because um, he was saying, like, in the case, it was like a different lake and different bags.
0: It's not a dog.
1: So then (laughs) as he says this, his wife comes back from her phone call and like hamada Sun's just like talking, still talking and says like, he's like, I know he's, he was in like life, like prison for life, but I Mm -hmm. thought maybe they'll like allow visitors for him at some point. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to like ask him to make sure. But then I heard recently that he commits suicide in jail. So like, I'll never be able to ask him. So then... I guess, like, this story obviously is some sort of taboo story between husband and wife. Because hearing, like, him still talking about it, his wife starts yelling. And it's like, I told you not to tell this story anymore. And he apologizes to his wife, like, oh, sorry, sorry. Like, just this story has been on my mind because of the the suicide and stuff recently. And then she just keeps yelling, like, what was in that bag wasn't a dog or human. It wasn't a dog or human. And she's yelling this, but not at her husband, right at him. So, like, she's yelling this right into his face. And he said the expression on her face when she yelled this was so chilling. Like, he just, they just stopped talking about it. So, like, that's kind of the end of the story. What? So, that's the part that it's, like, so many layers to this where it's just, like, so horrifying. Is it horrifying. not horrifying
0: because the man cut. Caught- her
1: up, so for the real the real case, they managed to find all the parts. Mm-hmm. I think for the most part, but both the lakes they found the parts in were not the lake that Hamada-san went to. Mm. So then there's no way to confirm. I don't know if he ended up telling the police. Yeah, or I don't know. He just kept quiet I about think it. It
0: sounds like he kept. Quiet about
1: it. So then, but then also this thing with his wife being like that wasn't a dog or a yeah, human. that's
0: what I'm like. Is she saying it's not human because they're caught up, <sighs> or is it a spirit that's haunting them?
1: Is it like supernatural? I don't know, but that's so chilling.
0: Yeah, and this
1: case is chilling too. And
0: it's like, oh, it's hard. It's hard because it's like you technically didn't do a crime, but you did. But you did,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you abetted
0: a murder, or at least hiding the evidence, but you didn't know that you were doing that.
1: Okay, if also, I I keep thinking about this too, like, if I was in in his shoes, if somebody had told me that they had hit a dog, and they put it in a bag and sank it in the lake, I would be like, take me back right now. Yeah, like... Like, I'm done here. I'm
0: done here. You're a monster. You can can finish whatever you're going to do after i'm back on shore i'm gone
1: like yeah you told me fishing this is not what we talked about and i saw a completely like monstrous side of you like why did you do this to a dog
0: yeah i mean yeah i would i think it would be be a
1: shade better if he actually like buried it like gave it a burial
0: but it's not a dog yeah to hide the evidence
1: but yeah, it's
0: not a dog. also I think I mean if if we're gonna go logical on it, it could be he had a bag and he had some rocks, but he didn't have a shovel.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I mean, also the fact that he's like getting all these people to help him do this is like oh my gosh, like terrible, terrible. Yeah,
0: that's it's like, they're and his excuse was
1: helping. terrible too.
0: <laughs> that's I know. the thing that. That excuse sounds super terrible, and it sounds like I mean the the underling in the 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 motorcycle club thing too. He was also like telling other people because to it him a it terrible, was also terrible. It was a
1: terrible experience. No one feels good helping like
0: even if it was just for a dog. Like he was no, probably that's terrible. Them that's so like, terrible. Oh my gosh, like that guy, he made me help him like dr- bury a dog in the water in a lake. Why? Oh, but it turned out it was human
1: even worse yeah i can't
0: even imagine Ugh. how that underling must have felt then like realizing it's i mean it's already i mean literally really bad like all dog, the
1: blood but... would just like leave your body right Wouldn't
0: you be <laughs> like... like wait i already told my coworkers am i getting arrested for <laughs> But this? i mean
1: he told his co-workers, so obviously he has nothing well he has something to do with it but he didn't know
0: well yeah well like he told them before he knew it was anything and now it's something, and they probably talked to the cops about it. So, I mean, I did he? I it doesn't does it say anything about like uh, what is it? Um, what's the term for it when you help a criminal?
1: Oh, um, accomplice.
0: Yeah, would he be considered a? An accomplice, or would he just be like?
1: It didn't say. I don't think they were charged with anything. Okay. So, in when he was telling the story, he kept a lot of things like hidden, like he didn't mm-hmm. want to, because it was a story Hamadasan told him. Mm-hmm. So he covered the name of the killer mm-hmm. and then the what case this was. Mm-hmm. But if you type in all of what he explained literally he also it was very
0: modest on a fake name because <laughs> <laughs> i know. I feel. I think like... he did i
1: think he did but i did like at, everyone in the comment section plus me like it was pretty easy to find which case this was <laughs> so the real case just a warning this some of this is like super intense i mean any kind of murder is intense but yeah just a uh, a warning that this is a rough rough go
0: trigger warning graphic warning
1: <laughs> yeah so the real case is the Suzuka Josh Gakusei Barabara Satsujin like if you're a japanese like reader or speaker you can look up the actual case in japanese there's not much written on it it's not one of the famous cases so mm-hmm. it's translates to the Suzuka female middle school student scattered body parts murder
0: middle school student <sighs> that's so the part sad.
1: that oh my gosh this is so this guy is like trash, trash, like monster, disgusting.
0: Mm, I hope he's burning. <laughs> in he now.
1: most definitely is. So this happened in 1992 in Suzuka City in Mie Prefecture. A 14-year-old girl went missing after going out to take her dog on a walk, and her family like immediately knew something was wrong when she didn't come home because she had been like working hard to become a Takarazuka actress.
2: Mm.
0: Wait. Explain what a
1: (laughs) oh so so Takarazuka is. um, It's a theater troupe where only female, like women, are allowed in. Mm -hmm. There's a specific, like, special high school that girls can go to to become like a Takarazuka actress, Mm -hmm. and the women play the male and the female roles. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very like the training is very hard for it, and it's. Kind of, yeah. So she had been working hard to become a Takarazuka actress. So there was no reason for her to run away like this. Mm -hmm. And so they immediately knew something was up. They called the police. They looked all over, but they couldn't find her anywhere. And then two years later, like plastic bags with a body without arms and legs, like was found by some people who were fishing at Taketani Lake when the water level went down because of like the hot weather. Mm. They identified the body as the girl who went missing two years ago by matching the teeth. Mm -hmm. And as the investigation went on, they got a tip from a man saying that around the time the girl went missing, they heard from someone that they had sunk a plastic bag with a dead dog (laughs) the same lake they found some of the body parts. Mm -hmm. So then this leads to them arresting Toida Yasunori, age 29, who was a mechanic living in the Niigata region. Mm. So mister Like Ti-san is yeah. Toyida-san, obviously. And then, so on the day of the murder, like through questioning, they find out that on the day of the murder, he had gotten off his job and he was driving around his car, like just driving around town. And that's when he saw the girl walking her dog and decided that he wanted to assault her. So uh-huh. he...
0: Just like... I'm
2: driving around. No, he's definitely looking. He's
1: definitely looking, right? Oh my God. So then that's when he sees her and decides he wants to assault her. So he hits her with his car from behind to try to injure her a little so she can't run away. But then when he hits her, the injuries end up being way worse than he expected. So he like immediately gives up on assaulting her. But then scared of being caught, he decides to then kill her. And he runs her over again with his car, like just finishing the job. Then he takes the body and cuts it up with a saw and puts them in separate plastic bags. He then sinks the bags with the body part, like the body and the arms and legs, first at Karasuma Lake. But when he checks back a week later, the bag with the body had floated back up. Mm. So then he asks a friend if he would help him sink a bag with a body of a dog he had accidentally hit and killed. Since it was, like, too freaky for him to do it alone, he needed the help of somebody else, which is, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're... So...
0: Why would you drag someone <sighs> down this
2: path with I mean,
1: you? he's already a monster, but, yeah. So then he asks his friend... So he puts the body in... I guess he hadn't sunk the head in yet, so he mm. takes the body and the head with him, and he, him and his friend sink it in now Taketani Lake, a different lake. Mm. So then after he does all that, he moves to Niigata. Mm. And like before, four years prior to this murder, he had gotten married and he had two kids. Mm. So he moves his whole family to Niigata and like builds a house there and stuff. And he worked as a car mechanic and as a mechanic for professional motorcycle racing. Mm. So he kind of... He had this, like, front as, like, a good family man and, like, a hardworking mechanic. Yeah. But he was obviously a monster. And not only this murder, but he had committed crimes using this same method.
0: Yeah, because that sounds like he, he's done it before. He did it
1: five other times. Oh, my God. So once before he actually committed the murder. But uh, in 1990, he, in a different region, in Chiba, he had hit a 14-year-old girl walking home from school from behind and then stuffed her into his trunk and took her into the mountain to assault her and he punched and hit her but then she fought back and she found her chance and managed to run away Mm -hmm. so then like she just completely got away which i'm like good for you (laughs) but as she got away she dropped her student id so then he like kept the student id or in japan it's not like an id id it's like a booklet but
0: Is that better or worse? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the same thing. It's a student ID, but yeah. So he kept the student ID, and then the next time he did the same thing, it was for the murder. Mm. And then, kind of a year after, in 1993, in Niigata, where he moved his family, he attempts it again. So he stops a 16-year-old girl to like ask for directions, and as she's writing the directions down, he hits her head like many times with like a plastic hammer. Oh. But Once again, she's, like, able to run away before he does anything else. But as she's getting away, she dropped her student ID again. So he took it as another trophy. And then, again, like, in the same area that he's, like, working and living with his family, he hits a 15-year-old girl riding a bicycle from behind, like, making her fall down. But I think she sensed something was wrong because Mm -hmm. she ran away. Before even got out of the car, she was gone. (laughs) Which I'm, like, good for you. That's
0: good. I would be too jarred if I... Yeah, I would
1: like, be so jarred.
0: I wouldn't even think to run before it was too late.
1: <laughs> but she dropped her student ID, so he kept that again. Uh. So these are all the ones they figured out because he, like, kept all the IDs.
0: Yeah. But, like, what girls didn't S- drop the IDs? Their ID? That's the...
1: Oh, my gosh. So the last one he did right before he got arrested was, like, one of the worst, too. I mean, the murder's the worst, worst, mm-hmm. but... He hit a 13-year-old girl, like, walking home from school from behind, and, like, forced her into the passenger seat of his car and, like, tries to assault her, but he fails because she fights back. Mm -hmm. But this time, he strips her of her uniform that she's wearing and, like, leaves her just, like, naked deep in the mountains. Oh, no. Horrible. Horrible. That's so scary so scary i mean i'm so glad she survived like she fought back but it's so scary so traumatizing and then other than these crimes of like hitting the girls from behind with his Mm -hmm. car he also had been stealing girls uniforms from like shops and cleaners and like homes and schools Mm
2: -hmm. like
1: on nine occasions he had been like stealing like high school girl uniforms
0: Where does he hide them? Like, does his wife not know how...
1: His... So, from a long, long time ago, like, he had this, like, weird, sick obsession with middle school and high school girl uniforms, and he would often break into people's homes to steal them, Mm. and, like, after he stole them, he would either wear it himself... (laughs) (laughs) So gross. So gross. Or force his lovers and even his wife to wear them. Well, they had sex no so his wife knew
2: Uh. (laughs)
1: so disgusting and then he later like admitted he copied this method of hitting girls with his like a car to assault them from like like a porn novel like an adult book that he had read before gross so gross so he was just like copying the book and initially, they were pushing for the death penalty, mm-hmm. but in the end, he just got sentenced to life in prison in 1997. Mm. But not even like a year and a half into his sentencing, he commits suicide in prison. Mm. So, like, that's kind of the end of it.
2: Mm.
1: But yeah, it's it's a horrible, horrible case. And this guy's like straight up just a monster.
0: Yeah oh my god there's so many girls
1: so many girls
0: and i don't know is it implying that for was it hamada
1: yeah hamada san
0: it's another girl it's another girl that they don't know about they don't
1: know about so
0: i feel like he should have gone to the police I,
1: i feel like he should have gone to the police but I don't know if he was, like, unsure and he didn't want to waste their time or... Mm. But obviously this guy murdered a girl, so yeah. there, it's not, like, that much of a stretch to think that he killed another girl.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah. Oh, and
0: what his wife said, it's like, oh, it's not a dog and it's not human.
1: That is also, like, I. that is the part that, like, sticks in my mind, too. It's like, what does that mean? Yeah. And then, like, along with being a true monster murderer, like, he also had supernatural powers. <laughs> yeah, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> because the, the case was so horrific.
0: Yeah, like, oh yeah, him having vague supernatural powers, that has nothing to do with this case. <laughs>
1: yeah, nothing to do with it.
0: I wonder, I'm like, oh, did the ghosts of the girls he oh murdered my haunted him in prison? And that's I why. hope he so. He killed himself? I, I hope, hope so. so. I
1: hope he didn't have an easy... Yeah. in prison oh
0: my gosh i hope yeah i hope his time in prison was terrible
1: <sighs> yeah and like i'm so glad i mean so sad for the girl that got killed but most of these girls were able to like fight back and get away yeah,
0: that's good i mean
1: traumatized i'm sure traumatized. like super oh traumatized gosh. i can't
0: even imagine like disgusting you being almost sexually assaulted and then just like abandoned naked in a mountain you don't know
1: where you are like you're a 13 you, years old, like, girl, like, I mean, it, it even, sounds like she did make it out.
0: I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to get out. Well, it's, like,
1: like, possibility that you could just, like, die out there in the mountain, too.
0: Yeah, like, what, exposure, and, yeah, there's wild animals in the mountain. Mm-hmm. Like, hopefully, maybe because she, maybe she's, like, a countryside girl. She, like, knows
1: her way her around the mountain. But yeah. if I
0: was just, like, dropped, even just in the middle of Griffith Park, I'd be, like... <laughs> Huh? Mm. How do I get down? (laughs) Where was the path? I'm lost.
1: (laughs) And I think you also mentioned something for the one where she was riding her bicycle and she got hit. Like, I feel like immediately I wouldn't think to run.
0: I wouldn't think to run. I mean, I feel like I would be really jarred.
1: Maybe she sensed him trailing
0: her yeah and
1: then yeah. suddenly speed up so she knew that he had ill intentions so yeah. then she decided to like like just as run. soon as she
0: got hit even if she was charged she's like i know he's this guy is news. yeah i feel like he's he... either
1: trying to kill you or something yeah. else obviously so i think
0: if if you just suddenly got hit you would first be like trying to like understand what just happened but i think for her she already kind of sensed like oh he's gonna hit me from the back and I just have to run. I just
1: have to run for it, like, as fast as I can, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's good she can run very yeah. well.
1: That would be another factor. That would
0: be another factor <laughs> that I would fail. <laughs> I'm exposing all of my weaknesses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. And yeah, the girl, too, who is was, like, oh, I mean, like, just writing down directions for him.
0: Oh my gosh. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Thank God I have a terrible sense of direction. I'd be like, I'm sorry.
1: Sorry, find a different girl.
0: (laughs) Find a different person who knows left from right.
1: (laughs) But like now hearing this, I feel like the right answer is just like, oh, I won't write it down and just like shout it from afar.
0: (laughs) Yeah, It's like, first, give me one sec. I need a social distance from you.
1: Yeah, Like
0: even if there's not COVID, I need to be... Far Far away. Either like,
1: oh, sorry, I can't help you or like, yeah, far away. So you're, like, safe.
0: Usually it's mostly, like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not from around here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You're wearing
1: a uniform (laughs) for the school nearby. Yeah,
0: the school that's, like, a block away. I don't know anything about this But honestly, that's the safest
1: way to go. Seriously. Like, oh, my gosh. You can't trust no one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, there isn't that many articles and stuff on it. But there Mm -hmm. is, if you look up online, um... There's, like, a photo of him from a newspaper. Mm -hmm. And I won't say, he doesn't look friendly, but he definitely doesn't look, like, creepy or evil. That always, like, is, it's like, how can you tell, right?
0: Yeah. Like,
1: he just looks like a regular 29-year-old. Well, now that I know what he did, he looks like a monster to me. (laughs) are like a disgusting monster, but
0: but if we're just looking at it for the face, he just looks like a regular guy, just a
1: regular dude. So it's I so... mean that's the thing. It's always like a regular. It's always, yeah,
0: it's always a regular guy. Like you, you can't just think that oh a villain is gonna look like a villain. Yeah, like, they're a monster could just look like anyone, any friendly person. Yeah, be careful. Asking for directions. Be careful. Don't there. give directions, guys.
1: Yeah, and like, I. It's also scary because you can't have eyes behind your head.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, if a car suddenly was speeding up behind me, I wouldn't even. I mean, I would know too late.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, oh my gosh. That so, method. what kind of
1: like messed up novel did he. Mm. So, yeah, this is just.
0: I feel like, yeah, Hamada should should have go gone to the. <laughs> I wonder if what she his wife is implying is it's like it's not human or dog, it's just like nothing. It's your own sense of guilt. Like if you really wanted to know, you mm-hmm. would have gone to the cops, yeah. kind of thing. What's the point in just bringing this up over and over? No, and I would over be again? so
1: angry too if my yeah. husband was telling the it's story to like everyone keep, or something. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: like either you keep quiet about it or you go to the cops about it. Like you don't just. Like bring it up.
1: It's not entertainment. Like it could be somebody in there. Like
0: yeah, like what if it's somebody in there? Then you essentially just you had a sense that it could be, and you didn't bother telling the cops. Like well,
1: the obvious um correct thing to do here is go to
0: yeah police like police please go to the
1: police if something like that happens to you. Hopefully it doesn't, but
0: yeah. But it's, like, he doesn't want to... I, I mean, yeah, like, he doesn't want to go to the cops. I don't know why. I guess maybe it's, like, will it affect their business?
1: I, I don't understand. But, I mean, but it's, yeah, like, it, yes, your business or, like, possibly, like, a girl was killed. Like...
0: Yeah, I feel like...
1: <sighs> would it would affect just, your business? I mean, it's just better to just... Be... I mean, you
0: can just say it anonymously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think for his wife, it's not... I mean... At Maybe this could be, like, it's, like, it's not, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. If you really wanted to know, if you really cared, you would have told the cops. Yeah. And maybe that's why she said it to that guy. To
1: that guy, yeah. And that's kind of scary, too.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, this whole story is so scary, but...
0: It's, it's weird because it is such a scary story and this guy is just, like... Like yeah, like this. Let me happens. spill some tea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife's gone, like, oh, let me tell you something. Like, no, this is not that kind of story.
0: Yeah. Like But I
1: guess he's kinda of telling his friend. Mm-hmm. But obviously he wasn't telling him I mean, they hang out a lot and mm-hmm. he never told him this. He probably
0: <laughs> He was just waiting. He was <laughs> <laughs> just waiting. <laughs> But it sounded like he told it a couple times because he his wife was it. just like...
1: <laughs> like, stop this. Stop like, you it. can't tell this story. <laughs> it's either go to the police or stop telling the story.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm on her side. It's like either you go to the police or stop sharing this around because it's it's unsightly.
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly, she should go to the
0: police too. I know. Well, she, any of them could have gone to the police at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, I mean, okay. It only makes sense that Either she or her husband go to the police because mm-hmm. the the scary storyteller, he's so third party that how are they supposed to trust his information? Mm-hmm. Cause and he
1: himself doesn't know the actual lake, too. Yeah. I think Kamara-san was, like, withholding information. <laughs> <A key>
0: information.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, I guess they could check. I don't know how many lakes there are in that region, like mm-hmm. Suzuka, the Mie area. Mm-hmm. But I guess they can't just go on checking every lake.
0: Yeah. You, you can't it's just a big, drain yeah. every lake just to see if there may or may not be a body. Mm. Uh, it's just... You should just do an there's so many tip at this point.
1: Yeah. So many unanswered questions. It just leaves a bad, bad feeling. Yeah. Like a bad taste in your mouth.
0: I guess the only plus side is that the murderer is, is got dead. caught and killed himself. Yeah. But I don't... I'm not happy with the fact that he killed himself. Because I Always feel like... Always the easy
1: way out. Yeah. Like, he should have suffered for years in prison.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. He took the easy way... Not that suicide is it's the easy the way easy out. It's not the easy way
1: out, but, but he to to him, should have suffered. Yeah, it was yeah. the easy
0: way out. Like, he would He rather, got to
1: die the way he wanted to die, yeah, so... That,
0: that makes it worse than him getting the death penalty. Because he chose how he got to die. That mm-hmm. girl didn't get to choose how she got to die. Yeah. He killed her in a horrible way, but he gets to choose how he dies in the comfort of his prison cell. (laughs) Of
2: course. Prison cell. Oh my
1: gosh. But yeah. So scary. Like, on so many levels, this story.
0: And there's probably now, like, a girl that no one, like, her family just thinks that she's missing.
1: There's a sliver that it couldn't, it might be something else, but like... It might be a dog. that's sad, too, but and less it would be better if that was I
0: don't think anyone's gonna be like, "Help me hit that bag if it's just a dog <laughs> If it's just oh a gosh. dog, it's not a big issue if it floats back up. <laughs> it's a bad thing, but it's not a big issue,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: A body, on the other hand, you, as a murderer, you definitely want that at the bottom of the lake. As a dog hitter, oops, <laughs> who's going to track that dog back to you?
1: And, like, I was, when I was doing the research for this case, too, I saw, like, photos of the lake area. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, so many signs. they like, please don't throw away your trash in the lake. And I don't know if that was there before the murder, but, like, now that we know what happened there, it's like... <laughs> please no more plastic bags so scary so horrible yeah be careful out there is the moral (laughs) the story so you can't trust no one
0: yeah oh so scary
1: so that's it for kaidan this week but before we end this week's episode we just wanted to bring up some stuff
0: so, we're both Asian American? Yes,
1: yeah. I'm my parents are from Japan, but I was born and raised in America.
0: And I'm from an immigrant family. We moved to America when I was 5 from Vietnam. So, recently there's been a lot more news about anti-Asian hate crimes that have been happening. In America and also, like, other parts of the world. But um, since we're in America, mm-hmm. we are focused on what's been happening here.
1: And it's, I mean, it's just the cycle of, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. It's just make, like, I, we're just so many emotions where it's just...
0: Yeah. We're we angry
1: both... and sad and just heartbroken and scared. Yeah. For sure.
0: We both grew up in um, an area that's, like, very asian There's a big Asian population, uh, both in different communities, but um, we both grew up in that type of community, and it's really scary to see because before I thought, like, oh, like, I thought all the anti-Asian hate stuff, like, yes, it happens, but it doesn't happen near me. It doesn't happen to, like, people that I would know because I'm in an Asian-dominated neighborhood. Well, we
1: just felt Like, we felt safe. Like I mean, it's not to say like I, growing up, I mean I saw people being racist like either towards me or like to my parents a lot yeah. and stuff. But like, I don't know. I always think of the thing that the comedian Hasan Minhaj said on his homecoming stand up.
0: Yeah, it's like our tax. To yeah. Be an so my
1: parents like I mean you just yeah they they're like oh to get our American dream like this is just something we have to go through. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that way.
0: It shouldn't be that way. Especially now where Asians are getting more targeted, especially in Asian communities. In
1: Asian communities, yeah. Where usually specifically.
0: Asians would feel safe and comfortable in walking around.
1: And yeah, I mean, I for a lot of Asian cultures, especially like, I mean, Japanese too, we're always like told not to like rock the boat, like try to be invisible, like try to like follow the rules, like don't cause anything
0: yeah and i mean part of it too is just like as an immigrant any type of trouble that you cause even if you didn't cause it but like it happened to you Mm -hmm. you feel like that puts you being in america at risk
1: and that makes you not want to speak up too so then yeah so
0: we want everyone to like i i hope that like asians feel more encouraged to, to speak, speak up, up about. Yeah. A and hate we friend. wanted
1: to do our part in showing aware- awareness to what's been going on because this has been something that's really been affecting.
0: Yeah, it's been on our mind a on lot. On our mind. We have so. like, you know, like elderly Asian parents that we're scared for.
1: All the time. We're scared for ourselves too. Whenever yeah. we go out, like we always try to go out in a group or like have some sort of like self defense. Yeah means with us (laughs) which I mean I also recommend I mean it's so scary that we have to do this but yeah so yeah yeah, just it's just so heartbreaking to I never thought like the area that we grew up in and California in general where we are at like I never thought it would ever I mean it was always around but to get to this extent is just really truly horrible it's
0: horrible it's super horrible
1: so we will put up some links. Like, I mean, a lot of stuff has been going around in social media, but we'll put up some links in our link tree for, like, the Stop AAPI hate group where mm-hmm. you can easily, like, report if you have had, like, a hate crime. You can report it there mm-hmm. for the record. And then also some stuff, like, um another organization that helps with, like, bystander intervention. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that I'm always, like, afraid, where I'm afraid... I'm, like, just worried that I won't do the right thing. Like, you don't yeah. know what to do if you, you see an attack. You don't so. want it
0: to escalate. But at the same time, if you see an attack, you also don't want to not do anything. Yes. Yeah, so
1: then it's that fine line where you have to make sure you're safe, but you also want to help.
0: Yeah. There have been recent videos oh, that gosh, have been going yeah. around where it's, like, you see somebody getting harassed or attacked and like nobody is doing anything and that that also feels like really terrible Mm -hmm. so hopefully even if you like so this org,
1: um this organization hollow back i think (laughs) is what they're called but they have like steps too it also depends on the level of attack Mm -hmm. or harassment like if it's a very like um relatively more safe like if it's just a verbal attack then you can do stuff like like go and like start a conversation with whoever's being attacked Mm -hmm. or like ask like the time or like direction or like drop something like just try to like draw attention away from them
2: Mm -hmm.
1: or you can if that's, if you don't want to do that, you can also go to like a bus driver or security guard teacher, whoever is like in a higher position where store manager. So then you could be like, oh, someone's being harassed over there. And like you can ask the person harassed if they want the police called or what, whatever mm-hmm. they need. Or you can also go like after the incident is over to like check on the person like right away. Mm hmm like can i sit with you can i accompany you or take you somewhere like what do you need Th- mm-hmm. that sort of situation so you can also help with that and also i mean this for sure like you have to assess like yourself you like how safe it is to do this but you know speak up directly yeah. like hey stop it like you know that's not appropriate like hey stop the whatever you're doing
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then try to like get them away from the situation but that's also if like it's safe for you to do it and then yeah, just make sure that the person being harassed is okay or, like, like just ask whatever they need. Mm-hmm. And if that even isn't, like, all four of those things are not possible,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, another thing is very important is, which has been helping, actually, is, like, documenting it. Yeah. So, like, from wherever that's safe, like, document what's happening and, like, because that can actually help, to catch the person.
0: Yeah, that's actually been helping a lot of, like, cases out there right now.
1: And, like, I know they said try to film street signs or, like, other landmarks to help identify the location mm-hmm. and stuff. And, yeah, document. And also, if you document it, if you can try to ask the person, like, mm-hmm. what they want to do with the footage, like, don't just, like, post it. Or I mean, sometimes it's, that can lead to it, but it's definitely good if you can to ask. yeah. To see what they want to do with the footage. And it's just, like, everything you do, just try to make sure you're focused on helping them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just anything you can do to make the harassment visible so, like, people can't get away with it
2: mm-hmm.
1: is important. So that's always something that I'm just, like, worried. I mean, I'm worried that, like, I'll get attacked, too. But, like, I'm worried, like, will I be able to, like, move right away when someone else is being attacked? Yeah. So yeah. I thought those were kind of helpful things and yeah other than of course like like watching out for the attacks like making sure that everyone's held accountable there's other ways to help out too or like just watch out for your asian neighbors asian elders like support asian businesses asian communities
0: yeah because they're really hurting during this time
1: yeah so and there's a lot of places for donation mm-hmm. that need donation to help the communities also so We'll probably put a few of those up too. And yeah, so all of the stuff we just mentioned will be up on our Instagram link Mm -hmm. tree um, at Kaid on Scary Stories. So if you're interested in finding out more, you can check it out there.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Yes, thank you so much for listening and stay safe and and be be kind. Yeah.